Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Serious Issues. My name is Andrew Levins and uh, if you've been tuned into the podcast this year, you'll know that I've become an enormous weeb and uh, what used to be a smattering of superhero comics every time we recorded Serious Issues has become just a non-stop onslaught of manga recommendations. Uh, we have we got a lot of good friends in our circle, uh, friends that you know they, they see you falling off that, that path and they want to get you back on it. And uh, luckily, I have uh, two friends who have never met IRL before, but they are the admins of the Serious Issues Facebook group. Um, and uh, while I, you know, strayed far from the superhero path this year, they stayed on it and uh, keep, keep reminding me when things are good. And, hey, remember this thing you used to like? It's been pretty good lately. Maybe you should get back on it, you know, but trying to hook me up with a fix of superhero comics. Um, and, the, 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 you know, the, either the best or worst thing about reading superhero comics is... Uh, the five letter of word is it five letters yes event <laughs> event comics <laughs> and uh there was a huge event comic uh at marvel this this year called empire with a y and my two guests today uh rebecca and jake who i'll introduce in just a moment uh told me again and again hey this one's a pretty good one and maybe you should read it so last week uh i i did i did what i've not done since last year and i read more than 50 issues of superhero comics in one day, which it really felt like catching up with an old friend, or in this case, several hundred old, old friends uh, on various Avengers teams. Uh, and I read all of Empire, and so joining me today for a spoiler-filled review of Empire and a discussion of our favourite and least favourite Marvel events. Uh, we have a, we're, we're going international this, this week. We have uh, from Milton, Milton Keynes in the UK, we have Rebecca Hart. Hello. And all the way over in Kentucky, USA, we have Jake Fortier. Hi there. I'm glad we could get you uh, back off the wagon. That's what we're best at to come to the, Marvel. The weeb wagon. I mean, at, at the height of Serious Issues being a weekly podcast, I was definitely reading, you know, more than 20 Marvel comics a week. Because they like it's the worst. They put out so many, <laughs> way too many comics. 
Um, and they still do. Like, yeah. let's let's face it, they're still putting out way too many comics. But um, at the moment, there's some real high points, um, which is is nice. I, I haven't found it really hard to sort of cut back and go. These are the ones I have to have because the ones that are good are really good. Yeah. Uh, look, I, uh, I, I, my plan was to just read the like you know six ish issues of Empire, the the main uh, event. But then I read all of the tie-ins, even the ones that you specifically told me were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you have to have something to slam, yeah. really. <laughs> um, uh, so I want to go through... I, I, this is almost like a catching up with Marvel Comics. And uh, we're going to, I guess, go through like yeah the, the Empire event and then any other... I mean, I know the X-Books are, are phenomenal at the moment. I I fell off that, even though I planned to stay stay up with that. I'd, I'd stopped reading it. So catching up with that was... I couldn't believe I, I stopped reading it. It's so good. Um, so yeah. I know, Jake, I think you read all the X-Books, right? Uh, yes, that is my uh, my dark burden, is to read every single X-Men comic that's coming out. Um, and yeah, it's, it's actually... I say dark burden, but it's a very good time to be an X-Men fan. So it's I'm, an excellent time to be uh, an X-Men fan. Hey, very good. Um, I wanted to give, I guess, a guide of the must-read and the maybe give it a skip because uh, there are like just like Marvel releases too many comics, the X Men release too many comics too. <laughs> There's so many to catch up on; it's insane. Um, but I thought we could start the episode by uh, talking about the first issue of Rebecca, one of your favorite characters of all time, and I know your love for this character has uh, deeply affected your ability to listen to this podcast in the past because we dunk on him quite a lot. Uh, and his name is Tony Stark, aka Iron Man. And uh, after a look, I think even you might admit that uh, his last run, written by Dan Slott, was was patchy um, in parts. Very patchy, very patchy. And and look, let's face it, I'm, I don't mind people dunking on the character. I mind people who dunk on people who like the character. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can hate him all you want. I don't care. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I like I like Tony. Um, and yes, the Dan Slott run was very patchy. Um, and the one good thing it brought to us was Dr. Shapiro, the talking cat. <laughs> so like, it's, the, it's the only thing I will like, uh, I'll give it. Uh, and Iron Man 2020 was, uh, no, Dan Slott's actual run, gorgeous art. Mm-hmm. Dan Slott's Iron Man 2020, not art that I like. Damn. And also a terrible event. <laughs> oh, that's such a bummer. Mini event, which is such a bummer because like there's, there's very few times when you have like, like we're not like I'm not going to be alive when they get to 2099 and decide if they have to deal with that. But like 2020 was this kind of like this is so cool. Like you know they're starting a new Iron Man run in 1999. We know they're building to 2020. All they have to do is reference that event in some way, and I what a pig's ear. Yeah, because the original Iron Man 2020 run is from 1993. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and it's fun, and it's just Arno was a Zion Man, and you know, got Machine Man in it, and you only, you only would have had to have a few of those themes, but I think he tried to like make it a little bit to make sense, right? And it didn't need to in that way, and it was, and it was also tied into everyone's favorite event, Civil War Two. <laughs> and you can't, yeah, shake it. you can't get rid of it yeah i mean like you know if you're gonna so yeah so thankfully that era is over we still hopefully we still have dr Sh- dr shapiro still made it out of iron man 2020 but probably isn't going to be in the new run and uh yeah it's been taken over by christopher cantwell and kafu so we know christopher uh, cantwell from uh she could fly um a dark horse series that was one of our favorites on the podcast 
Um, and he's and also a his TV Doom run. Yeah, yeah, he did Halt and Catch Fire, which is honestly one of my favorite TV shows ever. Like it's in my top ten. So and it's, it's uh it's about the it's about the start of computing getting big in the eighties. So there's his like computer tech side coming. It's got one of the most believable bisexual characters on TV, and it has this incredible set of strong women. So all the things that you're like, oh, I hope he's going to deal with Tony all right. And he has this big, he's obviously done this massive amount of research previously in things that are going to play into this. And the reason I say strong women is because when you're, play, when you're writing a playboy, it probably helps if you have someone who can treat uh, women well. Yes. Like, n- not just have them as sort of... Um... But yeah, so um, he, we've only had the first issue so far. And he has Hellcat as his team up, Patsy which Walker. is going to be yeah. Patsy Walker. Um, as somebody else, he said he wanted to have somebody else kind of wealthy but grounded. Um, who's and he, he refers to her superpower as being human. Um, and he's kind of stripping Tony Black. The first issue is him divesting a lot of money, getting away from Stark en- Industries, and uh, making the old school suit that's not got uh, Jarvis in it as much. Or he only has basic functions. It's got um, an AI called Boss. <laughs> instead um and yeah and his baddie is going to be Korvac yeah have we seen Korvac show up in the is that is that who that the reveal of that 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 kind of the I guy? I believe that was my immediate to Connor was Korvac right yeah he's blonde and he's a genius yeah let's go <laughs> with it capture lightning. Uh, <laughs> yeah and uh pretending to be god to other people it it kind of fits so yeah and i mean it had one kind of rubbish page with him breaking up with Jan breaking up with him was just kind oh, of hey was... Tony we're over it was just like <laughs> it was jolting um, but I guess he wanted to address it I, I don't know but I thought it was pretty good and the art's glorious yeah, so he, he moves to a new house and then in, on, in, is he in um, California now I can't remember no he's no. gone to Manhattan, Manhattan I think right. and, and, so, yeah. and so Jeanette Van Dyne the wasp flies over and tells Tony that it's over, but yeah, you're yeah, right. It's I, over. Bye. I think if it happened over the phone, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it was such an odd scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like for someone to turn up and say, "That's it, we're done." Bye, and he's like, "Okay." Yeah, maybe Kathy just um, wanted to draw the wasp. I think, yeah, who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, no, I thought, it was, and it's really, you know, if you're gonna draw Tony, then drawing him in a tux with bunny slippers. Is absolutely the way to do it. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, drawing he, Tony, he, at one point he dra- uh, enters himself into a drag race, um, which I that's thought was, amazing. Thought was an excellent like way to show like you know this. Even though he's what he, I don't know how old Tony Stark is, but he's having another midlife crisis. And... He's having a definite midlife <laughs> crisis, yeah. Um, but one I hope uh, humanizes him a bit more because that's the reason I like him is because you know. He doesn't have the superpowers. He just has intelligence, and uh, he wants to do better. But he keeps messing up because of his ego. And yeah. I think, uh, to me, growing up, that was always a more realistic, um, like something I could I hold on to. Like I'm never going to be as good as the good good superheroes, but I can be someone flawed trying to be a good person. And you so, are you're as rich as Tony Stark too. We should let, let the audience know that. I'm certainly as clever as Tony Stark. <laughs> you know. 
Um, Jake, did you get a chance to read Iron Man number one? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't have too much to add past what uh, Rebecca was saying, although it did gift me, I think maybe one of my p- favorite panels in year in in years with the uh, the Fat Tony Twitter <laughs> uh, troll. Um, and I just did anyone see on on Twitter what happened with that? No, no, I didn't the see official, the official. So we... The official Iron Man account made some comment about the new comic. Like, oh, it's not going well for Tony or something. The, all the replies it got were replies from the comic. That's great. Yeah, so, I mean, we, was... we've, we've seen multiple um, comics. Um, I, think, I think Ryan North's Squirrel Girl run did it best, where you have the, the characters running their own Twitter account. And then, you know, you have obviously kind of to show, like, you know, the effects of, you know, toxic Twitter replies and how that can affect people. Um, you know that are celebrities. Um, I think it, sometimes it's used to great effect. Other times it's it's really really hammy. But I thought it was used really really well in this. You have Iron Man kind of, you know, recounting what he's just done in the panels we've seen over Twitter, and then people just kind of giving him shit in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. But yeah, it was a really great issue. I'm definitely on board for this. I need to go finish um, Christopher Cantwell's Doom run. Did he, was that a miniseries or is it's, it still going? No, it's still ongoing. Oh, man. So okay, cool. All right. it just had a big break, a big pandemic break. So, <laughs> but. Well, that's that. I mean, that, that kind of, it wasn't entirely my fault that I stopped reading superhero comics. Like, no, I, I was, it certainly wasn't. My love was dwindling um, and my love for manga was skyrocketing. Uh, but then it became harder and harder to access new issues of comics. And they just stopped making them. So uh, now, now it it's seems like all, all systems go kind of. We are going to talk about yeah. um, the Empire event was crazy because when it was first announced, there were like far too many tie-ins. Um, and then because of COVID, look, maybe it's a blessing. Um, the, the list that appears at the end of the first few issues of Empire, of like the checklist of all the titles to pick, to, um, to, to pick up, it shrinks as you continue reading the event. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about it. Um, Empire is uh, officially, it's an Avengers and Fantastic Four event. Um, and the bulk of the series was written by Al Ewing and Dan Slott. Um, who have we got? We've got art by Pepe Larraz. We've got art by... Um, v- I always mispronounce his name. And, I, and Rebecca, I know you know how to pronounce it. Who? Valerio. Oh, Valerio Skitty. There we go. I always... I mean, it's just my I, instinct to say shitty. <laughs> yeah, me he's, too. He's so but far I, from my that, sister. Too. My sister is uh, dating an Italian. And ah. when I say dating, I mean she's like lived with him for 15 years. <laughs> she's, she's not going to listen um, to this, don't worry. <laughs> she's not going to listen to um, uh, And I actually asked her. Just I double-checked like yeah. when the last time that you were um, struggling with it, I asked her, I was like, how do you pronounce it? Like, just, just so I know. Jake, you ever asked any family members of uh, pronunciation on my behalf? <laughs> um none that come to mind if if there's any canadian uh comic artists that you need that you need a uh, okay. a good pronunciation guide on let me know maybe I've, been, maybe I've been mispronouncing zadarsky this whole time yeah it's <laughs> actually silent weirdly yeah yeah <laughs> the only the only canadian we're sure of um so avengers empire starts with um there is a there's a there's a zero issue but before that there is a road to empire and like I saw that in solicitations, and I was like, "Oh, I don't care about this." But uh, I actually went back and read that, having after reading the first three issues of the of the main event, and it's so good. And it's the kind of thing that if I read this Road to issue from the get go, I would have been so so far on board for this for this event. So who who wrote that that Road to issue? Someone's got all the all the information because I certainly don't. 
Uh, I read it. Um, I don't have all the information. I read it right at the beginning of like so long ago now. I didn't even remember it by the time Empire started proper. The funny thing uh, is, I made, made notes, but ride. I forgot to put down that issue. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll Google it. Um, I think it's Al Ewing, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Al Ewing was the writer. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, you know, at the moment with Marvel, the recommendation is buy anything Al Ewing's writing. <laughs> he is on fire right now. Um, and he he and he so, kind of is a great um, writer to be adjacent Jonathan Hickman right now, who's taking care of the X books. I know that Jason Aaron is writing the Avengers run at the moment, and I, I, while I have enjoyed things that he's done in the past, I dropped off this because it just became the Avengers is is really horrible right now to say, me. Yeah, generally, Not, like I, there's the odd really good issue, but it's such a mess. It would just make so much sense to give Al Ewing the Avengers. You know, he's been doing such a good job on Hulk. And his work on Empire, you can tell when he's writing it and when Dan Slott's writing it. <laughs> uh, and that it's not, that's not a dunk on Dan Slott. I just think that Al Ewing is very, very good at, at balancing the soap opera nature of Marvel Comics and then some of the more high concept, um, you know, sci-fi stuff, but not to the nth degree that, that Hickman does. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think like Hickman, he's a continuity dude. Which is why him writing Road to Empire was such a, yeah, of course, no-brainer. <laughs> yep. He's, like, getting you to exactly the place he wants you to be for the beginning of his event. And uh, I think he's going to be doing, I think he's going to be steering Cosmic Marvel. That's fun. Because he's, so, he's um, doing Guardians now, isn't he? He's doing Guardians, and uh, we'll talk about the end of Empire when we get to the end of Empire. Um, but I suspect that's the next team he'll be writing. And um, yeah, I think I think he's going cosmic Marvel, because also remember he had the big Ultimate Squared run. That's and, right. And you know, yeah, which I, was I, an I mean, amazing not... run that was so brought down by these awful events that it had to tie into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely destroyed by events. Maybe that's why he wanted to have a say in Empire. <laughs> I was like, I'm not having another thing ruined by. If I just I don't know I don't know how how he feels about the Avengers. Um, but the Avengers could actually do with a hiatus at the moment. Well, look, this, like I said earlier, this is billed as, a, as an Avengers and Fantastic Four event. Um, yeah. And I think the Avengers, um, besides like, like Captain Marvel is used to great effect in this. Um, we'll get into that in a moment. But for the most part, whenever it was about the Avengers, I was like, oh, come on. Like next, <laughs> go back to the main characters of this event who I did, was, didn't even realize would be a part of it because their names aren't you know part of the, the name of the event. Um, this is about uh, Wiccan and Hulkling from the Young Avengers. Um, who... Everyone's favorite couple. <laughs> That's right. Um, and uh, a lot has happened to them since they were first introduced in the Young Avengers. Um, and they've never really had their own book. And if this enormous event is what it takes to get that, then uh, this is the best yeah. event ever. <laughs> All right. I have one thing to say since uh, my Google is faster than your Google. Uh, Road to Empire was written by Robbie Thompson. Oh wow! By Al Ewing. Uh, yeah. Uh, Very so, underrated writer. He's he's one of my favorites yeah. at Marvel. And I'm guessing that's because of his Meet the Quell, Meet the Scrolls. Yes. So, because yeah, of course so. that's right. That the the Road to Empire it, it ties into a, a mini series that Marvel published um, last year, the year before that, um, called Meet the Scrolls, which was. Just like a really, really... One of our favourites, yeah. Yeah, just a sleeper hit, this like, you know, sad story. It was like five issues about a Skrull family undercover trying to find their daughter. Um, yeah. And it had like shades of Tom King's vision run, but was absolutely its own thing at the same time. 
And uh, while those characters didn't play a big part in the actual Empire event, they were the kind of driving narrative force of this Road to Empire book. Um, yeah. And so uh, Hulkling, a.k.a. what's his real name, somebody? Uh, Teddy. Yeah. Te- Teddy what? That's, I, mean, I could have done Teddy. I don't know. No one, uh, Teddy no one knows the full, the last name of their of their favorite character. <laughs> I said favorite couple. Favorite couple, yeah, sure. Yeah, just call them Billy and Teddy, and yeah. joke about the Bill and Ted references, and carry on. <laughs> um, I don't know what his last name is. He's it's whatever his. Um, go on, I'll look it up. Uh, so Kaplan. he's he's pu- what is it? Oh, Kaplan, is it? No, that's Billy's. Billy, damn it! Oh no. Ultimate. Oh no, it's Kaplan. <laughs> no, right. well, oh no, no, it's not. Ultimate. Wikipedia Ultimate. has it hyphenated now. Now that they are, yeah, I know. I saw married. that <laughs> Teddy Alt, Theodore Altman, Billy Kaplan. Um. So so, uh, Teddy Hulkling is uh, part Cree and part Skrull. And uh, if anyone who knows their Avengers history knows that the Cree Skull Skrull War, no, is that what it was? Yeah, it's like a, yeah. a massive event written by. Uh, the guy who wrote tons of Avengers books, whose name escapes me right now. Is it uh, Kurt is. Busiek? Yeah, I think it is. I thought it was either, it's either him or the other guy. It's someone. It's an event that I know I should have read, but I never have. But I know it's a big important I haven't part read of it Marvel for history. a long yeah. time, but yeah. Um, and you know, it gets referenced a lot. And so basically Empire is, uh, because of uh, Hulkling, um, he becomes the, uh, the, 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 the king, is he? The lord of... He's basically the uniting force of the Kree and the Skrull, and they're working together. Um, but there's a new threat, a plant-based threat, that has ties into the Swordsman, who is one of the original Avengers members, um, except now he's, like, a plant. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, it's, it's, you just got a hand wave and say, if you didn't read it at the time... It's just comics. Yes. But it did all happen at the time. This is all pulling from real comics. So, uh, And so that's the Avengers uh, tie into it. They they trust their old friend who's now a tree, a, a tree with a sword. Um, uh, and then he... Well, fu- they try, and they've also, they've also fought alongside um, his son. His son. So, yeah. Um, and uh, they get betrayed very early on in this event. Um, and uh, they help uh, initiate an attack on the Kree-Skrull alliance led by Hulkling, um, and many uh, Skrulls and Kree die, and uh, they re- Tony especially takes it really, really hard that he, he backed the wrong horse, um, and who's on board with, the, with, with Hulkling and the, the Kree and the Skrull at the time, but it's the Fantastic Four who have uh, just rescued a young Kree kid and a Skrull kid who have been forced to fight in like tournaments in space, and so they've rescued them and they're trying to like raise them to like you know have be in a loving family. Um, and there's quite a you know cute little end note to that to their characters arc uh, in the event. Yeah. So it is like it feels a little bit arbitrary like the Avengers and the Fantastic Four's involvement in this. They just kind of they just happen happen to be there. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the the heart of this story, like yeah, it is these. What are the tree people called? Space and all three people in Marvel have hard pronunciation. <laughs> yes, but at least these ones are easier than the Iron Fist ones, which I would never even try to pronounce. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the, the driving force—it's—it's—it's it's, it's this Hulkling story, and uh, so much so that uh, in the middle of this, there is a surprise wedding uh, between him and Wiccan, uh, and it was such a great moment. Um, you have a. Uh, 
the actual the, the the covers for all is it all of the empire issues or just the the, the wedding ones are done by um the uh, the artist of young avengers oh jim chung that's right um so it was great to see him his involvement um yeah yeah, have I done a terrible or good or fine job of explaining Empire? Because there are a lot of moving parts, and you know, <laughs> do I want to spoil everything? Possibly. What have I missed? No, I think that's a pretty good summation, especially with an event that's um, it's like a new event that's happening, but it's also so mired in that old uh, Avengers continuity between like the Kree and the Skrulls, and then you have the Swordsman, like you mentioned, and then Mantis shows up. Um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty good summation. Yeah, because the, the the leader of the Katati is uh, the son of Swordsman, who is now a tree, and Mantis, uh, from uh, best known, I guess, for her involvement in Guardians of the Galaxy. But uh, this and this this happened in the the early years of the Avengers comics. Swordsman and Mantis, Mantis hooked up and made a tree baby. <laughs> Called the who's the Celestial Messiah. So I think the interesting thing is that. Um, Teddy is. There's been this prophecy that he would come and bring peace to the the screen crawl because he's from both sides but he's been on earth so this is how he gets pulled in because he's as while they're talking while they've united they they want a figurehead and the figurehead who better than someone you've got a prophecy says that you should believe so he, we always know we've always known he's going to be the emperor of the you know of that alliance whenever the alliance happens and on the other side you have uh, sequoia uh, who is the Celestial Messiah. So there's a prophecy about him. Um, so you've got these two, what happens to you if you're the son, the child of prophecy? Um, what I if, think what if there are two I, chosen ones? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like, you know what, how, how, how is it treated differently? Like, you know, um, Teddy was allowed to grow up with a human family, and so he has a very different approach to this kid who's been basically, like, pushed aside and sort of told he's going to be this messiah um and i i i feel the whole event is about freeing up uh billy and teddy to go on to to get away from the being a young being kids to (laughs) now being able to move forward as adults and to shake off this whole prophecy thing it's like all right so we'll make him the emperor let's carry on because Um, yeah we've also seen um uh, Billy Wiccan like at multiple stages of his life through like future visions and we even met a future mm-hmm. version of him in a great run which was I think it's Robbie Thompson actually wrote uh, it is Robbie Thompson yeah, yeah Doctor Sorcerer Supreme the ex- that's it which is a su- super underrated Doctor Strange book uh, that came mm-hmm. out around the time the movie came out until Marvel were like we can't have two Doctor Strange books <laughs> uh, so unfortunately <laughs> yeah. it got axed uh, but uh we, yeah, there was an uh, an older version of uh, Wiccan who eventually becomes the Sorcerer Supreme in his future. So we know that, like, you know, big things are destined for both Billy and, and Teddy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. This event totally frees them up to become adults and hopefully we, we now get to see the rest of their lives instead of their attachment to the Young Avengers. That said, though, when the other Young Avengers characters do show up at various stages of this event, I was very happy and excited to see them. I was so happy. <laughs> Um, so I read yeah, the bulk of the of, of, of the um, the event, which is like a, uh, the, you get the road to issue. There's a zero issue. There's uh, six main issues and then an aftermath issue. But along the way there, and uh, Jake, you made sure I picked these ones up, which is the start of my need to suddenly have to fill all the gaps in this event and read everything. <laughs> but uh, definitely agree with your recommendation to read the three one shots Lords of Empire 
Um, and so one is called Emperor Hulkling, which is all about um, Teddy. Um, the other one is the Celestial Messiah, which is all about the son of the swordsman. And then there is one um, about the swordsman as well. Um, and they were all like, I mean, Zadarsky wrote uh, the um, the Billy one, um, which I thought was awesome. And uh, they're with, all um, good. with Matthew Oliveira, right? Yes, um, that's right. So they co-wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and the others were, well, the others were Brit written. Alec Pacnabell. Yeah. That, his first Marvel. Yeah. I mean, we were, so we mentioned earlier that a few tie-ins got axed and the one we're most upset about is that the, the Thor, <laughs> the Thor tie-in was meant to be written by um, Ram V, um, who, yeah. who is, uh, who's become a recent favorite of, I know, uh, the three of us, I assume. Yeah. 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 Um, he, what, uh, he wrote, uh, I always forget the name of it. Uh, These Savage Shores. Savage Shores. You both said it the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wrote uh, "These Savage Shores," and now he's uh, right. there's a few books that he's writing now. Like apparently he's taking over Catwoman and uh, Justice League Dark. Yeah. So I actually kind of oh, want to check great. out those books now. Oh fuck! But that yeah. means now DC have got him. So we, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Because Marvel, Marvel fucked him over. Oh well, that's what happens. <laughs> Welcome to comics. <laughs> um, well, he was. He, to be fair, he was working with DC way before. Sure. But I mean, so, now um, now any goodwill towards Marvel has probably been burned away. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm not going to make any comments. But he's a lovely person, that's and great. he's also got a, a new graphic novel coming out soon. Check him out, Ramvi is a great writer for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these Savage Shores probably collected in trade by now. Um, that, yeah, that was a great yeah, run. A few, few times over. Um, great. I mean, Halloween's coming up. That's a very good, different, spooky book. Um, definitely mm-hmm. worth checking out. Vampires and colonialism. Yeah, together at last. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have, uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier, like, I think the worst thing about this event was just the Avengers uh, besides Captain Marvel. Um, so Ronan the Accuser, um, the Kree um, Accuser, uh, he he died. I don't know. I don't remember when he died, but he's dead. Um, do you guys remember when he died? Um, it could have happened during Kate's run. It could have happened during Bendis' run on uh, Guardians. I, uh, Ronan kind of goes in and out of death. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, so there's no accuser at the moment. And so because of her Kree heritage, um, quite early on in Empire, Captain Marvel is made, uh, the accuser. She becomes the accuser and she gets an an outfit change. It's great. Um, (laughs) it is great. Uh, I I really liked her involvement in this, but, and then, I mean, she Hulk is used pretty well. Um, she and, um, the thing from Fantastic Four, kind of fight alongside um uh billy for a while um and, yeah and th- that that's that aspect is great iron man is kind of like affected by his decision at the start of the event and then doesn't do anything for the rest of the event except make suits um which... i mean to be fair that is his that's what he does a lot of making suits <laughs> yeah you know so he makes a yeah. he makes an iron man suit for reed richards um, which you know, it's like you know, events always have shit like that in it, and it's it's cute. They do, <laughs> yeah, it's cute. But he also gets to he also gets a very fun Civil War joke with Cap <laughs> at the right at the end, which made me laugh a lot. Oh. It's like when he starts, see how we could register them. Like, Don't even start. That's right. Tony. That's right. Yeah, that was good. That's definitely yeah, slot. That was too. sweet. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely slot. But it was like <laughs> I'll let him. <laughs> the art was the art was so good. I'll let him. Um. Uh. And so I think the the, the people who who. I mean, poor old Ghost Rider. He does something very cool in the Zero issue, which he turns the spaceship into a, you know, into his... He possesses it with his demon powers. Um, 
and he even he what does he use to attack? What's his all-seeing eye a power? Whatever it is, the yeah, penance yeah. yeah, he uses that on all the the Korean scroll at one point, which is awesome. Um, especially because it doesn't work on the Kree because they what they do they everything that they every battle that they fight they believe is right, so they they yeah. have no penance to to to, to suffer for. Um, uh, so, but then it's, after he does that amazing thing, he's not seen for the rest of the event. <laughs> um, Thor, like they, I mentioned to you guys that like the, the, he, pretty much what happens to Thor in Age of Ultron, uh, where he just in the, the movie where he gets sent to um, uh, do his quest. They even refer to it as a side quest in this. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. he, he gets sent to do his side quest, and that, I guess that was meant to be the the, the, the tie-in series that Ram V was written was writing. Yeah, but that doesn't exist. So Thor. You just see maybe one 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 panel of every two issues of him on his quest, and then he comes back and he's like, "I've learned much." And it's like, <laughs> good, good for you, man. Like, <laughs> that was really um, it was really cracking me up about him too because, like, I guess he gets some plant powers um, in it, and then at the yes, very yeah. end of the event, they're like, "Okay, no more plant powers. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got to move yeah. on. Got to tie into Fortnite. Um, <laughs> let's get on with it, Thor. Come on, get rid of the plants." Uh, Get rid of it. Go back to yeah, exactly. Only lightning so now. Donny Cates was just being like, "I'm not right." He thought can't have plant powers. <laughs> it's not metal enough. <laughs> it's not metal enough. But you know, I mean, that could have been really fun. I think, like, it, um, if if he goes, I would have liked he, to see it. I would have liked to see it. Like, yeah. I would have guessed that he would have, like, you know, become one with the 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 world tree or whatever it is. Yeah, and I I would have there, there's um definite crossovers I would have cut instead. <laughs> so I mean I got, I'm going to go out and say it. The Captain America uh, tie-in is shocking. It is the most pro-army. I've like... never I've never seen anything like it. Like we all <laughs> joked when uh, Superman got that way. Do you remember like oh, when yeah. they had the road trip and we were like going, oh that was pretty uh, pro-army. Then oh it's like Marvel said, hold my tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's actually written by someone in the army. I think. I think he's like a serving. Is it Philip Philip Johnson? Is it his name? Um, I've, yeah, I've read. He's read. I've, he's written lots of comics before, and some I've, I've actually enjoyed. But um, it was really horrible. Uh, and I say yeah. this as a Cap fan. I was just like, "What is?" I was almost offended by <laughs> by how gung ho it was. It was. For... Yeah, it's bizarre. Like he doesn't do any team ups with um with superheroes he's just teaming up with the army the whole time it's so (laughs) strange (laughs) i remember when the issue came out and rebecca uh messaged me and she was like i don't think i'm a cap fan anymore and i was like okay i should probably steer steer clear of this one then (laughs) i was like if you could pick all the reasons why i shouldn't like cap they were all in that (laughs) issue like uh, and i was like this is just i mean I'm not loving the cap run generally, but then this one was like, wow. But it just yeah. seems so pointless as well. We've already got the Avengers fighting on Earth. Like, we've already seen the fight on Earth. We don't need to see how the little people are doing it. Like, give me Thor being a tree man. <laughs> <laughs> a tree man god instead. Yeah, I mean, so the, the there's a Avengers tie-in issues, which were completely pointless. Unfortunately, written by Jim Zub, who I normally like like a lot. But it, it's like writing these like fairly like disconnected. Uh, they were just. Featuring... I thought they were. I thought they were just unmemorable. Like I barely remember yeah. they happened. Like when you when you mentioned them, like when you were reading them, I was like, 
Isn't that all the Tony stuff? I quite like that. Like, you know, it's it's lame, but but no, yeah, it's just it's basically them just going and fighting. What's well, just yeah, it's like it's like Earth. which characters aren't in the event. So it's like a team up of Mockingbird. Uh, oh god, I can't remember any of them. Uh, yeah, I can't even remember who's <laughs> in it. It's just like, and I read it, and I was like, okay. Anytime they're just a big fight. I lose interest a little bit. Yeah, you want the you want the the melodrama. That's why Marvel comics. You want so story. Fun. I mean, like you know, like I, I like a good fight, but in amongst the story, please. Um, I think that's the why Fantastic Four. Oh, sorry, you go, Jake. I think that's why I liked those Captain Marvel issues too, because it was obviously tying into the event. But there's a lot of like character work on Carol in those issues. Yes. Um, yes, definitely. Even if it like kind of fizzles out plot wise towards the end, there's so much character work and there's so much like you get to meet like her Cree sister, uh, which was like a new development, made the issue sell out. L'Oreal. <laughs> L'Oreal, yeah, the shampoo. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, everything that happens in her issues gets addressed in the main event too, like, you know, yeah. very quickly, but it, it does feel like you've, you know, read, read issues that enriched your enjoyment of of the rest of the story which i think is like the most important thing uh when it comes to tie-ins yeah yeah i mean like what do you what about what do you think about empire x-men because i think it's an excellent story i'm not sure it necessarily needed to be a tie-in oh it doesn't need to be a tie-in but it's still (laughs) that's probably the the most enjoyable besides the billy and teddy stuff for me i thought that was like that was the strongest four issues and it made no sense that it was that good because every issue is written by three different X-Men writers. <laughs> like every single Which is, one I, of them. I loved, I loved it. I loved it. It was so fun. And anytime you can get both a Smith reference and a Plants vs. Zombies reference <laughs> yes. in the same issue, I'm just like, I was like, is, there was this one, like the, as the cat one was written to put me off, this one was written to pull me in because so, I spent hours of my life on Plants vs. Zombies, uh, which is basically the plot of X-Men Empire. Yeah, oh, that, that first Plants vs. Zombies game is so wonderful. Um, yeah. And then they fucked it up by making the second one like a pay-to-play piece of shit. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's another podcast. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the X-Men Empire tie-in is just such a joy to read. Who? It, it's it's Magic's book, really. Um, and she is so... But it also has Himbo Angel, <laughs> yes. which is a um, thing of beauty. So I think in, in saying those two names, you know immediately that Leah Williams wrote at least one of the issues. And her issue <laughs> that she was on, the dialogue, especially for Magic, is just so wonderful. Um, you have a team up between the X-Men and the, um, it was recently introduced in Hickman's run, uh, these grandmas, uh, the horticulturists, <laughs> horticulturists yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just, yeah, I, I wish that they kept Leo around to write dialogue just for the grandmas and magic for the entire run, yeah. just because when she, her issue is just so great and, uh. I, I, yeah, that consistency would have been awesome but I mean everything else that happens in those four issues it was just such a joy to read um, even if you don't read the Empire event and you just want to read a really fun X-Men story um, I wish that I'd... also addresses uh, what Wanda did to them yes it um... mentions M-Day which I didn't think we were going to get quite this early on in uh, Hickman's X Men. Uh, so yeah, it's book- that was a, a pleasant surprise. The miniseries is bookended by, um, uh, like, basically a conversation between Doctor Strange and and Scarlet Witch about her saying no more mutants and her attempts to bring them back, and she does so as zombies. And uh, there's yes, a- that's the zombies. <laughs> yes, and, and and there's a theory that um, 
the main zombie who explodes is uh, a character introduced in a very underrated X-Men miniseries called The Last X-Men. Um, yes, Bailey, whatever. Bay- and that, that was written by... Um, Max Bemis. That's right, Max Bemis. Um, yeah, uh, that was great. So that was uh, just such a great... great that was, that's by far the, be- the highlight of Empire for me. Um, yeah. Uh, and another pleasant surprise was uh, a single issue um, of it was a tie-in of the Savage Avengers, Empire Savage Avengers, which was written by Jerry Duggan and had art by um, uh, Greg Greg Smallwood. Greg Smallwood. Um, his art is always great, and uh, it, it was like a Conan story, so you know Smallwood drawing Conan is going to be beautiful. It was like him teaming up with Venom. Uh, and it was like a silly, inessential story, but it looked wonderful and it was fun. Um, and so yeah. that, I would definitely recommend that too. Uh, the Fantastic Four tie-in issues were actually quite sweet. You have um, Franklin and Valeria sent back to Earth and um, they have to uh, protect these uh, these Skrull kids, the Skrull and the Kree kids. And uh, to help them along their way, you have uh, Wolverine and Spider-Man, um, which was a fun team-up. That was really enjoyable. Yeah, I'm kind of hot, hot and cold on uh, Slot's other Fantastic Four stuff, but he, I think he does a really good job with uh, Ben Grimm and Alicia, uh, his wife, especially. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, and they get a really lovely moment. Um, yeah, in Empire. Yeah, yeah, and so just just seeing more more stuff with Alicia Slot write, writing her, and then uh, that moment they have at the end where they actually end up. Are we are we okay for spoilers or? We're going to spoil the rest of Empire. If you've got listen this far, yeah, yeah we're ruining an event for you. But it's a good <laughs> we spoiled event. the wedding, to be honest, so let's go for it. Just yeah. go read it all. It only took me an entire day, and then come back and listen to the rest. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to get it now, wait a few months. It'll be on Marvel Unlimited. You, you know. Yeah. Um, it'll go See down you in super six easy. months, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I really liked how um, at the end of the event, even though I was kind of cold on the Fantastic Four stuff, they did have that really sweet moment where they adopted that... Uh, the Cree kid and the uh, Scroll kid and just kind mm-hmm. of expanding the family, the fantastic four family that way was uh, really sweet. And I was like, am I getting teary eyed at a Dan slot comic right now? And I was, I mean, look, slot slots on so many good comics. It's just that he's also done like, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like he walks a line that makes him, that I, I compare him to Bendis a lot where I feel like he does too much mm-hmm. or writes too many at yeah. one point. And like, but like the, I mean the mo the bulk of his Spider-Man run, I loved um, and I really enjoyed his Silver Surfer run. I love his old stuff with She-Hulk, and like you know, the further back you go, the, I, I find most of that stuff enjoyable. It's just yeah, I mean I, the Fantastic Four stuff I really didn't enjoy, uh, especially with all the hoopla and like excitement as they were returning. It just seemed like such a meh. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I really did not get into his Iron Man run recently either. But he's promised big changes for the Fantastic Four, so let's see issue mm. twenty-five coming up or something. Um, but then he said it was a massive status change at the end of this. I'm not sure it was a massive status change, but it was sweet. What's the status change? Is that is that that Ben Grimm is a dad now? Is that is there more than that? I, I imagine. So. I don't know. That's the only thing I took from it. Um, Johnny's really good in this event too. He was. You know, Johnny's. He's just kind of there, but he's he's fun. He's fun, and when they when they pop back to when when he goes to see Billy, and Billy's all like giving him his whole love story he's very funny he has a few good quips <laughs> i do take um, so, the the subtle nods that to uh to johnny's sexuality too um just with him always commenting on how pretty teddy's eyes are <laughs> yeah <laughs> love those moments because they are let's face it 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, Empire ends with, uh, like, there's a, you know, like, uh, Billy's grand, grand, Teddy's grandmother is a Skrull um, who tries to, like, basically undo all of the prophecy and kill Teddy and they, they, they beat her. And yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's all like, whatever. There's a bit of, it, it works, but it didn't matter. But in the middle of, she never had any doubt in the middle of the event. We learned that, uh, just before all this craziness started, um, Billy and Teddy went to Vegas and had a Vegas wedding with only their closest friends, the young Avengers there, uh, to see them, uh, wed. Uh, and yeah. it's a really beautiful moment. And I did see some criticism that, like, you know, this kind of sucks that it wasn't, like, a big, you know, promoted event with heaps of lead-up. But, like, you kind of, like, it's a Vegas wedding. It kind of rules that it's, like, you know, <laughs> it just happens in the middle of this event. And it's a nice moment. Yeah, I totally take all the criticism on. And um, I, I know that I just disagree with the people. Like, I just, I, I really liked it because it seemed very impetuous. And young, which is nice. And how nice is it to have a cliffhanger that isn't end of the world? Well, like someone gets a sword through their horror. chest. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're married. Is the is the cliffhanger to that issue? And you're like, <laughs> what? That's great. Yeah. Because like in in Strike Force, which is where Billy is, there was this definite moment of I've got a. There was this reference to him spending an hour with uh, Teddy, this hour and. Everyone's like, well, he clearly knows what's going on in Empire because he's got, we've got an hour till we have to say goodbye. And that's the last you hear about it. And then they come back in this and go, what happened in that hour was he was, you know, they have sex. They say, oh, you know, when we get back, they have a little love confession. When we get back, kind of let's get married. And uh, Teddy's, why why wait? Mm -hmm. How quickly can you get us to Vegas? And when your boyfriend is Billy Kaplan, the answer is pretty quickly. <laughs> and uh, and they have uh, the Young Avengers creators of the officiants for the wedding, which is very sweet. They're Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the final issue, when they do their renew their vows, so to speak, in a nice Jewish wedding. Uh, yeah, best line of the entire all- event. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> apparently all the Young Avengers uh, writers and artists are all there as Scree and Kroll characters. So uh, you can go find Kieran or someone. But the, the rabbi has the the, the line of the, uh, of, of the event. Oh, yeah. What does he say? That's my current... Uh, well, boys, that was my first outer space same-sex Jewish wedding, but I hope it's not my last. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, when, he, when he cracks the glass, the um, sound effects in rainbow colours. It's very sweet. Oh yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, I, I loved the misdirect too because I feel like you know Marvel always hints at breaking up the couple, the beloved couples, because they have done exactly that so many times in the past. And at one point in this, uh, in in the event, it's in Zadarsky and um, Olivieri. Um, in there. Yeah, by the way, it's Anthony Oliveira. I said Matthew because yeah. I'm an idiot. I had to make the That's mistake fine. this We time, make mistakes so. in this podcast. You're allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> Constant ones <laughs> over, over multiple episodes uh, at the same time. Um, so uh, in the Emperor Hulkling is- issue, we see that, like, you know, that this event is going to really, really strain their relationship and that, like, Hulkling has to pretty much disavow his relationship with Teddy, sorry, with Billy to, um, yeah. to continue. Um, and. You're like, oh shit, it's going to be the end of them. Like, but yeah, to, to to find out that amongst all of that, they they were married, is just they're already <laughs> married. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, especially as I think my prediction for the event was that they there would be a strain, and then that the aftermath issue would be the wedding, 
Like it would be a very short string because Al loves them. Yeah. So that's because he was he last wrote them in um, US Avengers or New Avengers, whichever one that was, and he left them like uh, Sunspot bought them a flat. <laughs> I am um, and sent them cake. I'm well well overdue for a um, a reread of that tremendous, like very underrated um, Al Ewing. Like was a it's a it's it's a three separate series that all tie in together. Yeah, yeah. I think it's U.S. Avengers, then New Avengers. I think I can't remember what order they go in. And then there's one more. Okay, but it, it tells this ongoing story with R- Roberto. Um, yeah. Sunspot taking over AIM. Yeah. Oh, it's such a great run. But yeah. Th- so he, <laughs> yeah. So it's really nice. Like they're all at the wedding, and then the new the um the young Avengers are all at the wedding. Um, yeah. And the whole actually the whole event because of obviously Captain Marvel's involvement. Um, she used to be the head of Alpha Flight. I think she still is at one point in this. Oh, she, yeah, she's just, I think she's only just left it. Yeah. And I was thinking, where's Abigail Brand, who is <laughs> one of my like secret favorite uh, Marvel characters, who I don't think is used mm-hmm. uh, to great effect as, as often as she needs to be. She's kind of like in charge of like you know in space. She's the space lady. Sword. Uh, yeah. Sword. She's the space. Uh, uh, she yeah. was introduced by um, uh, Joss Whedon in Astonishing X Men, um, but don't hold that against her. Um, she's a great character with wonderful green hair, and so when she shows up at the wedding, and almost steals the show, and like, yeah. you know, she's not there to celebrate; she's there to slap Captain Marvel. The slap in the face. of the century. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we then get this insane flash forward after the wedding, and looks like Abigail Brand is going to become like a, a massive threat. I, th- I thought she was there to save him. So I don't know. Yeah, oh. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I kind of took it the uh, same way that Levin's did with, like, she's there you? to take him out. Yeah. Ah, well, either way, she's in an X uh, outfit. So, X-Men in space. <laughs> very, very cool. And she's got, is that, um what's his name? Uh, uh, Gateway with her? Gateway. No, no, no. Yeah. no is, it not, is it Gateway? Manifold. Manifold. Manifold, uh, Manifold yeah. yeah. So, and that's, yeah. that's, you know, he's a very, he's one of Hickman's favorite characters. So... And all of ours, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love Manifold. Best Australian yeah. Marvel character. Um, have you guys... Sadly, there's not many options. <laughs> there are so many options. <laughs> I've been rereading at, uh, at Jake's recommendation. I was rereading um, uh, Marauders mm-hmm. and Pyro's in oh, there. Yeah, Pyro's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a skull tattoo True. on his face now. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So obviously he's not my favourite. Sorry, Pyro. But yeah, so I, I just I, I love that. Like, you know, it sets up like, oh, you know, we have Emperor Hulkling now, and he has like he has the Super Scroll beneath him. He has like a, you know, a Kree uh, Kree guy who refuses to be punished, or he, you know, he, he refuses to not be punished by him. For yeah, his, yeah, which is excellent. <laughs> And then, so the flash forward is this this Cree dude who's had the shit beat out of him because he promises to never stand down, and uh, he may have had the shit beat out of him by Abigail Brand, who looks awesome, new haircut, X Men outfit, yeah. enormous gun, standing atop, standing over Billy, um, sorry Teddy, and yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, there's a, a classified X book in the uh, Marvel solicits for December, so all bets are on. We'll see this team set up there and then like the, the stupidest thing though is like uh, you get that insane tease for the future of of uh, all these characters which i thought was just wonderful normally that normally like the teasers like you just turn you off oh like well i remember the one at the end of civil 2 it just teases like oh 
Jeez. It's just advertising. I think it's for six They're different books. They're basically just one page from each new book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shocking. I, that, I think that, that definitely earns it the title of absolute worst event in Marvel history, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's Civil War II or Age of Ultron. They're both Bendis books that both ended in a similar way. We're just advertising for future series. Um, but this is just such an awesome tease. You have no idea when this is going to happen. Um, yeah. But then you turn the page and it's like next and it's just a picture of Jason Aaron's Avengers. <laughs> Of, of Moon Knight and Black Panther fighting, and I'm like, they weren't even in this series. Black, oh, Black Panther! <laughs> yeah. Is it? Another uh, sadly um, cancelled uh, tie-in event was um, Attack on Wakanda. I think it was called. Um, yeah. And that was meant to be written by Jim Zub. <clears throat> and uh, we see, like, yeah, Black Panther dies at one point in Empire, but it's like <laughs> such a non-event. <laughs> he got better. Yeah. Um, I mean, and which, which, which actually, I, I, it, it pains me to say that, given you know what actually happened. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in the real world this year but yeah it's such a it's such an, it's such an odd moment um mm. this like you know very fleeting moment of death and then a psych out it's another pointless little bit that we don't really have explained but you know what given that it came amid a pandemic i'm prepared to hand wave the fact that we didn't get to see thor do his thing and black panther do his thing i think yeah, it's totally. a shame i just wish they cancelled like, captain america you know, like you <laughs> yeah yeah me too yeah. they really should have but you know who knows what contracts are what, so... And I wonder if, if this book almost benefited from the pandemic in a certain sense, just because I think this is maybe one of the only, or one of the few Marvel events where it had a consistent art team through every single issue mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Valerio Skitty and uh, Marte uh, Gar- Gracia yeah. um, doing the art uh, on those issues um, to where it kind of like, when I first read this first one right through, I'm like, okay, that was fine. But the more I thought about it, I just kept on finding more things to appreciate, like that consistent art all the way through. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like... To, it to... certainly didn't have to have any um, extensions of like, oh, we need another issue. <laughs> like, um, like, let me think, like Age of Ultron and Civil War Two. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the final issues of both of those have like 10 different artists. <laughs> Because they do. Like, They're just like adverts. Casada did like a bunch of uh, art in the final issue oh, of Age of Ultron, I think. Oh, man. Like it's he was so like, oh, fuck, I fucked it. it. There needs to be an extra issue. Don't yeah. worry, everyone. I'll do the art. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, any closing thoughts on Empire before we move on to more other events? Less good events. Um, two two issues that uh, we glossed over was, um, so they had that Empire X-Men uh, miniseries but then mm-hmm. also the main x-man book tied yes. into that and uh issue 11 is an awesome just rad uh magneto issue where you just see get to see yes. him go all out there's a uh sequence where he's uh confronting one of the plant people and it's just him repeatedly dropping satellites on him over and over <laughs> again and, and uh, the people who own the satellites naked. call up angry it's fully tony <laughs> <Yeah>. is fine <laughs> The mutants are like he owes us, um, but yeah, those two issues are great too. Um, yeah. And I think it it highlights um, Hickman always kind of has great like event tie in issues, like one hundred percent. If you think back to uh, back when Original Sin was happening, um, yet another Marvel event, um, the Avengers issues that tied into that were huge because it was like this big plot point that set off like the entire last third of of his run on the Avengers. With Cap finding mm-hmm. out about mm. him being brainwashed and all that jazz, um, of course. So it's just nice to see, like, oh hey, Hickman's still 
he can still like take a tie-in issue and and really turn it turn it on its head and and do some great stuff with it. Well, I think he wrote the um the Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch scenes in the uh, event uh, Empire X Men issues as well. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Um, he he writes such a good Doctor Strange. Uh, he writes a lot of very good characters. He's talented. Talented man. <laughs> yeah, so I I fell off the event the X Men stuff for a while because I, I loved uh, Powers and Dawn of X the, the you know the, the twelve issues that he wrote that you know came out during a time when no other X books came out and I was like oh wow is this just going to be like just X Men only written by Hickman but then they launched ten X Men books that you know he wrote two of and then there were all these other writers and some of them like they're they're like going back now and rereading them which I started doing last night there are they are all actually quite good. But I think um, mm-hmm. the the voices were so different to Hickman immediately, and I just I just was like, oh man, this is not what I wanted. I wanted the thing that obviously Marvel would never do in a hundred years. But you know, and did- he wouldn't be able to do. So I mean, like <laughs> just to keep up to it. Would oh be no, I just mean like if, imagine if there were only two X books, which would be incredible. But yeah. Um, yeah, the one thing I do like is he's brought on a lot of people who wouldn't normally. You know, there's I really like the teams he's put together. Yeah. They all have, you know, like, um, it's really nice to see them um, all having a little role to play in. And the nice thing with X-Men is we do we do get sort of wound up about should we be reading all of it. <laughs> but you can just, like, I've got I've got down to just reading three, or I would if it wasn't for Ten of Swords coming up in the next <laughs> event. Yeah, so this is what you've done to me. Empire has convinced me I'm an idiot for dropping X-Men. I now need to read all of it again. <laughs> So I'm in the process of of catching up on that. Uh, And I really want to catch up to Swords. So maybe we should reconvene once Swords is finished. That should be our next episode together. Uh, If if you guys are just the the, the Marvel team. (laughs) 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 But I mean, the nice thing about um, Ten of Swords is that um, they're doing it like though the avengers no way no road no road home ones like it's gonna be every you're gonna have to buy every single x title but there isn't an event one as much see and i I I have like i have fond memories of that too and like that this is yeah that's a much maligned era of uh of uh of avengers comics too and but i i really enjoyed that weekly avengers series that i it was both of those runs were so much better than what we've got with Jason Aaron right now, which I think is a shame. I think uh, you have the seeds for Empire sown in, in those uh, events too, because Al Ewing was a big big part of the, the book. Yeah, and also I think the seeds of some of the X work, because they were very collaborative. You know, there's a bunch of writers getting together and telling a story together. And I feel that's probably how the X-Men, I mean, we know they've got a, 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 a sort of Slack where they chat and a Zoom where they chat. So um, that's where Al Ewing's first <laughs> reveal was like, Al Ewing on the X-Men? <laughs> um, but, you know, like I think there's a certain benefit from having a writer's room approach to, to comics, to superhero comics. Yeah, I agree with you for sure. And I, mean, I think events is a great place to showcase that. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, uh, Empire, I think for the most part from me, gets a big thumbs up. And I assume from, from the two of you as well. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for pushing it on me, you dope peddlers. <laughs> um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's go. Let's move on to other Marvel events uh, from as far back as you would like to visit. Um, do we have a favorite and least favorite Marvel event that we can talk about? Um, Jake, I'll I, start with you. I think my favorite one... Um, just showing how much of a uh, ex- uh, Hickman fan I am. I really so still you're love steal mine. Uh, M- uh, Infinity. Reference. Oh, right, cool. You have it. Ooh. Great. So it's going to be a lot, nice. of, lot of Hickman love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an all Hickman love. <laughs> and I think I love uh, Infinity so much is because it's um, it's this big, sprawling space event, basically. But it doesn't put you off with like too much um, like old Avenger stuff, old X-Men stuff. You're just mm-hmm. basically, you're told the stakes immediately, like, hey, the Avengers are going out for a space war. Um, while they're out at for a space war, Thanos thinks it's a really great time to go to Earth and mess stuff up. So you have those two um, different things going on. Avengers out in space fighting this huge threat, and then the people at home With, it's tree trying people to save again, themselves. It's always bloody tree people. It's tree people in Infinity as well, isn't it? Is it? Oh. <laughs> the, the builders? Are they kind of tree people? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> God, it's a lot of times I've read Infinity, but I'm going to read it again now after Inf- that. Infinity has my favorite Hulk Hammer, uh, sorry, Thor Hammer moment mm-hmm. ever. Uh, it's like the, you know, the, the, the second to last issue, I think. He basically sends, sends Molnir into orbit. And it eventually comes back to him at like the most perfect, <laughs> perfect moment. It's great. There's like I think there's like this big uh, one page spread where you just see it eviscerating one of the aliens like right through the chest. And uh, yes, yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty great. Um, and yeah, and that was that was also like pretty early on in Hickman's Avengers runs. So there's a bunch of like new Avengers stuff with like them dealing with the multiverse. And I feel like a lot of the tie-ins were pretty pretty decent i remember especially liking the uh the nova ones at the time which i mm-hmm. think seb wells did yes. um yep but yeah yeah, yeah it was great infinity infinity is probably one of my all-time faves for sure um let's let's nice. get our favorites out of the way before we before we shit all over a bunch of stuff <laughs> <laughs> um rebecca uh i think we're i think you're hinting at the same as me uh, secret war okay great yeah so, <laughs> yeah time so runs can, out yeah it was so good. I was just like, 
it just came at a perfect time. It was at the end of the Avengers run, which was just incredible. And sets, it's it's just so perfectly set up. Like, let's remove it from what we... Like, you don't have to time with everything that's going on before because it's this new battle world. Yeah. Like, I've got my whole new sort of premise. I can t- rip away continuity and just say, here's God Doom. This is what's going on. Reed Richards has disappeared because it's God Doom. And uh, let's have some fun with it. And oh, if you're going to talk about good tie-ins, there is no event yep. we'll ever have as good tie-ins as Battle Worlds and Secret Worlds. It's basically go to all the the Marvel writers and any other writers and say, go write fanfic. Yes. <laughs> do a sequel to anything from like, the past. Do, like, we'll just give it a name of anything we've done before. Go have fun. You're in alt-universe. None of it's going to stick. So you get the sort of my obviously my favorite uh, Wild West Avengers, eighteen seventy two, eighteen seventy two. It's Jerry Duggan yeah. and Nick Varela, yes, um, with Steve as sheriff and Tony as blacksmith, and uh, then what other ones do we love? I loved all of them. Uh, Planet Hulk, which was if you like Stephen Bucky, that's the one you should be reading. Um, I loved. Um, uh, Kieran Gillen wrote an Abigail Brand. Um, um, yeah, Siege was it Siege? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and it was like her yeah. being like the last Shield or Sword agent. It um, was really good. Um, there was the Thor's one. Oh god, we got Throg How back. good was Thor's? <laughs> Thor's was so everyone, good. everyone just did so many. Yeah, there was so many good books. I don't remember any but of they, the X Men. I mean, stuff there was there was an Armor Wars one. Yeah. There was a Spider Island one. I mean, it's just, uh, oh, there was a Hydra one, which was a lot of fun. Oh, there was that comedy um, book as well. The, um, yeah, the yeah. Hydra the, agent com- uh, comedy book. That, that was wonderful. Agent. That yeah. was around that time, wasn't it? Um, there was a Runaways one. Yep. In every single one, Bucky dies. <laughs> every single... Like, if, if, like, I only know this because I'm friends with many, many Bucky fans. Not that I just like Bucky. but It's in a prerequisite every to being your friend, isn't it? It, it pretty does, it does seem to be. Um, that everyone I know, I mean, maybe it says that the character is super popular, killable, and that's good too. But no, but it is. It was like it was one of those like almost an inside joke that unless you read them all and you note this, those things, because all the deaths made sense. But it was just like, oh, they've killed Bucky again. Oh, they've killed Bucky again. <laughs> Every single one. Um, the runaways is what made me think about that because I think he's like a hall monitor or something and randomly dies. <laughs> um, but they're all so good, like, and you can basically pick and choose the one. You didn't have to read any of them; like, very yeah. few of them were essential. So it was just like literally, you just need to read my main book, and everything else is just fun. And God, the main and, book and... was was close to perfect. Like, mm-hmm. the it, it's so much fun. There's solved by a hamburger. Miles Morales is like you know the way that he gets brought to the main Marvel universe, which like, you know you forget that he was the ult- an Ultimate Universe. Oh my god, the end of the Ultimate Universe as well. Yeah, uh, like yeah, so much great stuff happened in that series. It's just it's it's almost a perfect event. Yeah, yeah, you know, in that it's just it, but it's just like unlike many of the others, it's it it has a huge amount of fun behind it. And I think that's why it stands out as one I love. It's like I I I quite like original sin. I can't, you know there's there's ones that I I I will be I'll stand up and say I 
quite like Shadowlands that everyone absolutely despises. The Daredevil one, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I get why they despise it, and I'm coming at it from a an Iron Fist fan rather than a Daredevil fan. So I get why Daredevil fans absolutely hate it. Um, but for me, I really liked it. So, um, yeah, a lot. I have a certain fondness for Civil War. I wouldn't say I love it. But, you know, there was a thing going around on Twitter the other day about, like, which four comics do you love more than anyone that you know? And everyone's, like, everyone's picking ones that everyone loves. <laughs> sure. Like, it'd be like, you know, like, because it's hard not to because your favourite comic is likely to be one that everyone loves. And I was like, the way to do it is to just go troll people and say Civil War. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> things that no one loves, but, like, we get why, you know, like. So I could say I probably like it more than you guys. I, I, but, no, um, I love, I, they're one of my favourite moments in comics happens in Civil War it's when um, the Punisher saves Spider-Man ah, mm. I love that yeah, moment so, so much good. and like I know that yeah like I know that it's it's so I mean one thing you have to remember when you when you read when you read the reread those books now is that when they came out like Mark Miller wasn't a complete fuck stain yet so it was like <laughs> yeah. you know like he was genuinely doing things that hadn't been done before in comics and I think like that yeah. that comic for the most part brings together so many elements of of the Marvel Universe, like in in such a great way too, like the re- the superhero registration, it's a genius idea for a yeah. For a no, thing I mean, you- I do, I do actually like it. I and you know, like I grew up with the whole uh, Cap Iron Man friendship and seeing it come to this head. And it's another one where actually, if you read the main event only versus if you read all the tie-ins, I think you come up with a very different view of who's right. Sure. Mm. And I th- like, which I didn't really understand. Like a lot of my friends were like, "Oh, I'm team, I'm team Iron Man," and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> like, uh, like, and then um, I realised it's because they'd only read the the main book, and I'd read the whole event, and I was like, "Okay, so like, uh, it, you do." And then I went back and read it, and went, "You do get a slightly different sort of, you know, you spend more time say, with Iron take Man, on don't it. you?" Then Cap you, overall. You, Cap seems a bit more intractable. And I'm not saying that Iron Man... Well, I, I'm not saying... I don't even know which side I'd be on right now. But, like, it, it's more that you don't get as much of, of the Cap point of view in the main comic. Mm. Who, yeah. who dies um, in that one? I can't remember. Um, uh, Goliath. It is Goliath, yeah. Yeah, and then fake Thor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think um, one of the great things about Civil War, going back to it, too, is that you still have that, like, amazing Steve McNiven art all throughout it yeah um, which just i feel like really heightens that uh, cinematic feel that the whole event definitely uh yes yeah. i think one of yeah and i think one of my favorite like you're talking about having some of your favorite moments i mean like i could jokingly say it's the moon knight get a room comment um because <laughs> it's a highlight for me but um for me it's uh it's actually kind of how the fighting ends it's like when when steve just kind of like there's there's just no he's right we're we're hurting innocent people let's just stop fighting and gives himself up because it seems like they're never going to resolve the the actual point on registration Mm. so it's just that kind of understanding of it's better for me to just say i'm wrong let's stop we shouldn't be fighting each other and that would only ever come that would never come from tony God, and the whole so, the whole reason it, it kicks off is so I remember just being so like, wow, it's like you know, of course a mutant would have a reality TV show, like yeah, and I, and like now that those kind of plot points that just get done have been done to death, like you, you you hate them now, but at the time, like it was such a genius idea, and the whole yeah. frontline tie-in um, with what they did with uh, 
uh, Speedball, who's one of my secret faves, <laughs> because he has a cat, but not just because he has a cat. <laughs> but, um, but, ah. Oh, oh, and then what, what, what they do with, who's the, 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 the new mutant who, who feels guilty for what the That's, it. That's yeah, it, Speedball. Him. And what does he become? He becomes like, Penance. It is penance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we go. It's yeah. a magic word. Today. But it's just that whole event with um, him trying to do better and and trying to like make up for it. Anytime they have a frontline tie-in, they're always like um, the best for I, me. I was about to go on about how much I love what happens to that character, but then I realized I'd be telling people to read a Warren, Warren Ellis book, which I can't do anymore. <laughs> yeah, which is such a shame. Um, but, so you know, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I look Secret Wars and Infinity, are two of my all-time favorites. I mean, that whole. I, th- I know a lot of people say that the Fantastic Four run is the best thing Hickman's done for Marvel, or you know, or him, himself. Uh, but I think the Avengers is for me like that's my favorite Hickman thing, um, and just like you know introducing so many important plot points for the Marvel universe at the time. Like I remember the end of Infinity is when the Terrigen Mists get um, unleashed into onto Earth, which then mm-hmm. um, you know there's so much great Black Bolt stuff, and then mm-hmm. obviously that gives us Ms. Marvel and um, so many other like I, you know I know a lot of people hated that era of Inhumans over X Men. Um, and I don't blame them because a lot of the stuff that happened in the X-Men during that time was shitty, but uh, there's some great, like Charles Soule's Inhumans run, that which kind of spins oh, out I of it in, it. Infinity, is great. Um, uh, but anyway, um, you, you guys have already taken my my favourite Hickman one, so, and, <laughs> and like you, Rebecca, I loved um, Original Sin. I think it's a very underrated uh, event, mm-hmm. um, even though it totally falls apart and the final two issues are just like, you know, all these dumb Marvel events. It's just dumb fighting. Um, yeah. but I'll pick, um, uh, a run that we talk about on the podcast a lot is one of my favorites. Um, Annihilation, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. big, big, uh, co- cosmic event. Um, actually I'm going to, I'm going to get it because that one wasn't actually written by, um, Abnett and, and, and Lanning. I believe it's, uh, Keith Giffen, Keith right? Giffen. Yeah. That's the main, um, main event. Well, I actually just read it over the, it was one of my pandemic reads. <laughs> Um, so I, I I like Annihilation, but my favorite thing in within that big cosmic run is the follow up event that Abnett and Ryan Lanning did write, and I think it's called Thanos Rising, mm-hmm. and that brings together all of the stuff that they've been working on together. Um, is it called Thanos Rising? No, is it maybe sorry, that's Jason Aaron Than- Thanos Imperative, the Thanos Imperative. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I should I should know the thing that I'm saying is my favorite, but look to be fair, you took my actual favorites. So <laughs> give, give me a break. Uh, the Thanos Imperative. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Because yeah. I mean, I, I almost view all of that as like its own big event. Um, their entire run of like you know reestablishing the cosmic characters and then, you know so mm-hmm. much architecture for future uh, Marvel releases is done by Abnett and Lanning during that time. Uh, but yeah, Thanos so in, Imperative is is just great because it establishes it's it's all about Star Lord and Nova. You know, taking down Thanos once and for all with you know the support of all these characters that you've met along the way on their cosmic run, and it's just a it's a wonderful ending that at one point I thought was the the final moment of both of those characters for so long, mm. um, and Star then they just showed up mysteriously comes back and then they actually explain what what happened to Richard Rider in a very underrated uh, Nova miniseries uh, that came a, a few years later. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I love Thanos Imperative. Yeah, then all those like are you gonna read? Oh, sorry, you go, Jake. All those old like Marvel cosmic event. Well, old I say, but it's only been a few years. Um, like from Annihilation through, were some of the first comics I ever read. Getting when I got Mm -hmm. into it, Mm -hmm. so they always have that like special place. And I think Thanos Imperative was actually the first comics that I collected. 
uh, way oh, back great. in the day. Oh wow! Uh, so that's me. That's me with Civil War. Civil War was the first Marvel event I ever read. Uh, so yeah, it holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> it might be one of the first ones I ever read, actually. Like because I'm not sure I was into the events much before that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so should we talk about our least favorite? And are they all written by Brian Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it has no benefit of nostalgia, but it has to be Civil War Two, like, yeah, uh, for me. And yet, I own every issue. Through, in fact, I have multiple copies of some issues. I sold all of which, mine like, for like so. Yeah, cheap. I kept. I, I think, think I, I sold, kept joking. I was going to send. I sold two hundred dollars worth of comics for a ten. I think I'm just getting them out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> they kept. They kept coming in like. Um, uh, loot box type things for me. They kept to be like, oh, and here's an issue of like uh, Civil War Two, and then um, Forbidden Planet here does these grab bags of four comics for two pounds, and you can only see the front and back comic. <laughs> so all the middle ones were Civil War Two, right? Every single one was Civil War Two. Well. Come back and they'd be like, oh, Civil War Two issue, whatever, and I'm like, chuck it in the box, you know. So, yeah, I love. Oh, it was so bad. It was just. It's the thing is, it's a, it's a groundswell of there was bad things leading up to it. Um, they wanted to get to an an odd place for Secret Empire, so it was trying to do the, all this work in once, and it was just like, it was like no one cared. I think one of and it reads like no one cared. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, I, I feel like I, I, a little bit unfair on Bendis for this one because I think he did get pinned with just like you know, okay, turn this impossibly bad story, like you know, this, this, this you get to this point that that creatively is is just going to be a horrible no matter who does it, but you know, just yeah. do what you can, Bendis. Uh, but... It's like we need Iron Man off the table. We need um, like. <laughs> I, I I can't even think. That's literally. I can't think of anything good about. We, this we've event. got a Captain Marvel movie coming out in a few years. Could you, if you could make everyone hate her before it even comes <laughs> yeah. out. I mean, let's do Civil War again, but make it over something stupid, <laughs> and where they have no. It wasn't like they're not best friends that you're making fight. We'll just have this whole thing about should you predict crime? I okay. The, the I did like Ulysses. I did like the um, the uh, Inhuman that kicked it all off. Yeah, sure. I think, um, um, for me, one of the most disappointing it. things for the event, too, was, like, it's, like, if you, um, like, going back to those issues, they're drawn beautifully. Like, David Marquez, I think, is the mm, main artist on so all of beautiful. them. And it's, like, some of the prettiest comics I've ever seen, but you can't read it. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh... And look, we all tried. Like, we tried. Oh, how we tried. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and the whole setup about Miles is going to kill Cap, and, uh, was that it? Was he was going to kill Cap? He was going to kill someone. Yeah, yeah, I think it was right. Cap. Yeah, on the steps of the White House, and... I mean, and then, and then just... what it did to every series that had to tie into it, especially the Ultimates. Like when the Ultimates start, it's Al Ewing writing this insane team of Captain Marvel, um, uh, America Chavez, Black Man, Black Panther, um, yeah, Blue Marvel, and it's like this awesome cosmic craziness. And then suddenly, it's about Captain Marvel wanting to open a suitcase for like five issues. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Uh, it's so bad. Yeah. 
that's that's that that's for me. Yeah. Captain Civil War Two and Age of Ultron, because the first Age of Ultron issue is really fun, and then you know you have all these beloved Marvel characters getting wiped out one by one, um, but then mm-hmm. that just becomes a complete mess of like yeah like it's sue storm and wolverine going back in time and killing people <laughs> like they want to yeah, kill him, him and just, yeah yeah that that's a difficult one <laughs> it's a it's a really I, i'm trying to think of any more that i just gave up on immediately axis? like like civil war i just dialed out yeah maybe axis i didn't love had a great um had a great title font though Access is just a, is a is a, just a bummer because that's the last thing Remender ever did for for Marvel. And after after so many great, you know, his Uncanny X Force, he did that excellent. What was his Avengers book that came out at the same time as um, Hickman's Avengers run? Uh, Uncanny Avengers. I, Uncanny Avengers. That's a lot of fun too. I love mm-hmm. that series. I love Remender's Cap. Yes, that's so good. That's my. I think that's my last favorite Captain America run. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I like Secret Empire, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, like, Secret Harry... Empire is is far from the worst Marvel event. Like that, that, that there's some it's, great it's things f- that happen in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I like the run up to it, and I like the Sam Sam Cap, which all came from Remender. Yes, definitely. Like, if Remender's run hadn't happened, you wouldn't have had the Sam Cap run. So, I mean, like, I, I didn't mind Nick Spencer's run on Cap. I think um, I I don't know if it's a favorite, but it's certainly not. I certainly don't hate it. Like I hate some. Um, oh, I mean, like, like yeah, I love but, that, that that last that final page reveal of Hail Hydra on the first the first issue. Like, what a oh, great so twist! Good. So great. <laughs> but I'm just, I mean, like you have to remember that he did write the Sam Cap stuff that came after Remender and Hickman. So there is a good Cap run. It's just Sam. Yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I'm giving him credit for that as part of his whatever you think of Secret Empire. I think he did a decent. Captain, I mean, there were there were some very clunky bits. Can't write kids, but which Marvel comic? Yeah, <laughs> also, not not sure, can. not sure if he should be writing that many black characters without a, a no. A black he absolutely no, no. Yeah. But he, right, no, he absolutely shouldn't. Yeah. There's some definite, there's definite <laughs> clunky moments about race. Him, you, the, the eulogy but, he has to give for um. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's really bad. The, when Rhodey dies, the, yeah, that's right. God, yeah. that was. Oh, I forgot. That's how bad Civil War Two is. <laughs> Civil War Two. <laughs> yeah, like, he kills Rhodey. And and uh, and and oh, She Hulk. God and She Hulk. Yeah. And then I. And we're Iron still Fist, suffering. Can, we're still who suffering. Can canonically, <laughs> yeah. canonically heal people with his chi. Goes in to visit She Hulk and doesn't heal her. <laughs> and then just later goes, oh yeah, you know, I just didn't feel up to it right now. So like, it's just like none of it makes sense. It's just like the whole event has you shouting at the comic, like. But they can change that. They can fix it. Um so yeah but um for yeah for other like least favorite events i think and this might just be more so for me like the effects of the event but um when bendis did siege uh way way back (laughs) i like like siege but i haven't read it in in over a decade i i think i was i was put off to it because when i came to it it was like oh hey this is the reason that jms stopped his thor run basically right and i love jms's uh thor run back in the day um and I think at the time, just reading it, and I was like, oh, man, this is what stopped the run, even though Karen Gillens was pretty good afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just had some, like, darker and grittier moments that I wanted, even though that was very much tying into the Dark Avengers stuff. Like, um, when Ares Century. gets ripped in half, I was like, oh, yeah. that kind of put me off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I, I I'm, I'm now I'm remembering ones that I quite like. It's like the, thinking about Nick, yeah, Nick Spencer is quite. I, I like that he's 
got some things coming up for Marvel in the future because he did do some things that I quite liked. Like I liked the assault um, kind of semi mini event. Oh yeah, assault on Pleasant Hill. Oh, yeah, 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 that was really good. Uh, mini events generally work out better um, because they don't become, they don't get that sort of bloat and the importance and the spotlight. Fifty tie-in issues, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, I think it's it's hard for them as well. I think it's like there's a weight that they have to carry if they've got those tie-ins. Um, I, I'm with you. I think... I, it's fun when writers when writers write something together and work on the same storyline together because you get you know different voices telling the same story. Yeah, you, they just you know that the same end point's coming, and it's not just an advert for what they're writing next year. <laughs> so I mean, so that's the problem is that you can tell when these things are organic and when they're not. And Civil War Two is the absolute prime example of one that just was not an organic event. It came from nowhere. They had to introduce a new character in order to have a kickoff point. Yes. Um. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, does, just does so bad. X Men versus Inhumans, does that count? Oh, yeah, that was that was that was appalling. <laughs> that was bad. I, I right didn't now. read that one, but everything I've heard about it just sounds like the absolute pit. And you know what? I have great fondness for some of the issues. I like some of it, right, but yeah. um, overall, oh, it, like isn't Lemire one of the writers? Like it's bonkers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and it's just like there's some good iron fist moments. So again, you know, um, but yeah, it's. It's it's not great. Avengers versus X Men, I think, is like the peak of um, Marvel bloat. Mm. Yes. Well, I, don't, I think we might be getting there now, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's when that's when it all that's when they realized how fucked they could be. <laughs> I think the problem. I think I think that is. I think then though they had an audience. Um, I think comics were cheaper. People had more money. Mm. Um, yeah, you're I think right. Now it's toned. I think that's the reason, isn't it? It feels tone deaf to have this many right now. Um, and not just because of the pandemic, even coming up to it, but like when you're starting to charge like five to eight dollars for like the issue one of a of a run. Um, I don't know. I mean, like everyone has limited money, but comics are really expensive hobby and uh, increasingly so. Yeah. I and mean... I think when you have sort of like 20, 30 comics that sound reasonable. Um, it's every, even harder. Every issue of, of Empire was four ninety nine minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's even though it's you know a one dollar increase to what a, a book would normally be, that adds up, especially when you're paying converted you know prices elsewhere in the world. Like I know it's quite difficult for you and I to get comics these days, Rebecca. I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry. yeah, and uh, and then you add the tie-ins to it, and it's like it's another kick, and it's like that's why I kind of I think we appreciate that what they did with the No Road Home and what they're doing with Ten of Swords is yes you have to buy every single x title to follow the event but there's no other x titles going on at the same time sure mm. yep so in the same way as they they took all the avengers like there were like three avengers titles at the time and they just took them off and said instead we'll give you a weekly avengers title and that so you won't have to buy both you just have this one um I feel it's giving a little bit more consumer choice. Mm. And even with um, the, so... the Ten of Swords stuff too, I'm sure there will still be issues that, that you can skip over, you know? I'm kind of planning on it, to be honest. I'm the, the, the groups I don't like as much, I might not buy <laughs> and see how it goes with the first one I skip. Mm-hmm. And if it's skippable, keep doing that. Yeah, X-Force is not looking too, too good for, uh, for me purchasing it. 
And yeah, I know, and I know people love it, and I'm not. I'm not gonna. I think the, the nice thing about the X stable at the moment is there's literally a book for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're, we're already heading this direction. Let's end the episode yeah. with you telling me which X books I should and shouldn't read. And Jake, you can't just say all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, the Hick- Hickman's main X Men book. Like a no-brainer. It's mm-hmm. it's so good. Just before um, the tie-ins to Empire, like Brew is one of my favorite. Like one of my favorite X-Men runs is Jason Aaron's Wolverine and the X-Men, um, which is mm-hmm. a really humorous and sweet title uh, where Wolverine has to lead lead, lead the school um, for gifted mutants, and uh, the the gifted mutants he leads includes a, a Brood, who's a young dude called Brew, and he's just such mm-hmm. a great character and. He pops up now and then um, in uh, in various books, but he's used. He, he is now the king of of, of the brood, uh, and that, that he, he drops that just before the Empire event. So I can't wait to see what that leads mm-hmm. to. Um, mm-hmm. That was just that was my that's that's my favorite X Men issue so far. I think when that reveal, I just love that character so much, and it's such a cool thing to do with them. I like all the domestic stuff at the Summer's house. Yes. Just like, so I just like, I like seeing superheroes chill out. Mm-hmm. So I like all the thruple you know. stuff we get with uh, Cyclops, Wolverine, and uh, G.K. Yeah. I feel like they're baiting people, but in a fun way. Mm. Like, uh, I mean, as in baiting haters, not as in... It's like, yeah, we're going to keep referencing to the fact they're clearly all sleeping together. Um <laughs> But um, maybe they'll make it slightly more explicit. Um, so, what's the most essential my... after after Hickman's X Men run? I would say probably, uh, especially for Ten of Swords, uh, would be Excalibur. Um, yes. Even though it's like I know fantasy isn't necessarily your your favorite uh, genre to get into, and it is kind of like I, I the X Men fantasy I'm, of a. I'm I'm, pr- I'm going to some character development. I, I dabble. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretend it's manga. Yes, You'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like to be honest, it is it, do, it is actually reminiscent of some of the manga I have actually read. Um, I love, but Tini it's Captain Howard. Britain. You should, Tini Howard's yeah. great, absolutely. She's an excellent. She's writer, like, yeah. she's like absolutely on top form with it. She's having fun. Um, it's Captain Britain. You've got the uh, so you've got all this, you know, but you've got Betsy as Captain Britain, and Brian's just rocking a cool haircut <laughs> and a trench coat. <laughs> I'm slightly obsessed with Brian's hair and his new outfit. Are you excited um, or fearful for when they introduce Captain Britain to the MCU? Um, fearful. I thought we were going to get a tease in that last Spider-Man movie. Yeah, there's been there's been a couple of of, of teasers in the past. There's been like um, there was a nod to Union Jack in one of the um, in one of the films. Um, and there was this hint of in uh, Endgame if whether if Peggy in the flashback had mentioned Braddock's, right? Um, so yeah, I'm like I, 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 I don't know. I maybe <laughs> I think it, I think it could be done well, but I think it's going to be really different, and I'm not sure if people are going to be. It's it's very hard to tie in Arthuriana with. Uh, superheroes like you can kind of do it in comics but once you start getting i don't i don't know i yeah i have i have concerns <laughs> roughly so um but, but we're getting black knight first so <laughs> um so yeah, <laughs> see how that goes excalibur is that who's the the main team is it apocalypse it's a uh, apocalypse yeah. brian mm-hmm. 
so Brian's kind of like Victor. like a side character a little bit, and then yep. the other main yeah, Brian's, ones. Brian's barely in it. Yeah, and then the other ones being uh, Rogue, Gambit, and then Jubilee and uh, Jubilee's son uh, Shogo. Yep. Who gets to be an uh, awesome dragon when they go over to the Magic Lands. And yeah. Rogue and Gambit are still married? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Happily having hot tubs that's together. There's, that, was, um, that was my... That's my second favorite, or maybe tied favorite wedding with, uh, with, with Billy and Teddy. Marvel wedding. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. That was yeah. another surprise one. Because you thought... Yeah, I mean... So was it should it, always have surprise weddings. Especially because it the happened thing. the same time as fucking Catwoman and Batman's <laughs> wedding. Yeah. That was... That was um, Which I'll say it. I hate that more than hilarious. anything Bendis has ever done. <laughs> I really... I really... I read Batman up until that point. So that... And it's not that I mind them not getting married. I just had this disconnect of like, I just can't keep doing this. <laughs> oh, you can listen. I can't keep with teasers. Listen to like, you know, like six months before that. And I'm saying like, wow, I know, Batman's right? never been this good before. <laughs> I was, but I was with you. I was with you on it. And like, you know, um, and, it, and it really was. Well, I feel bad that it makes it look like I was so mad that they didn't get married that I just stopped. But it, it wasn't that. It was the whole Nightwing being shot in the head. <laughs> and, oh, jeez. Uh, uh, I, believe, I believe you mean Rick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and it was like um, it, was, it was really fun because tom king was writing this really positive batman like things are t- things are looking up for him and like i should have known yeah. that the rug was going to be pulled out at one point but like i swear i have read batman runs where like yeah he deals with some awful crime but like that family back at home it rules you know there's so much positivity there working together like there's you know he, he him and alfred's relationship but like tom king just just kept undoing all the things i like about <laughs> batman then, yeah, 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 that yeah. was. I think I think after the wedding issue, I started realizing that they didn't have the rest of the Bat family, and I thought they'd come back, but no, they weren't going to come back, and it was just like it started becoming a bit too self-important, and yeah. and it's again, it was it was down to cost at the time, but it was an easy drop for me. I think that's also um, when he started doing that stuff where he was just like quoting uh, literary works. Repeatedly, oh, yeah. Issues. Well, we used each week, each week, anyone who's anyone who's done an English degree, each week would just open Batman and like Shakespeare. How quickly can you guess yeah. the quote? And it's like, oh yeah, because Bruce Wayne really sat and read uh, Tennyson and whatever. You know, like, okay. Mm. Um, okay, so Excalibur the, is definitely a book I need to. Yes. I need. I need to go Excalibur, and read. And, and it's super important for of swords as well well it's certainly it the book the with whole... the most swords in it right so <laughs> yeah i mean you've got the big sword fighters but um also uh yeah i think i think we're getting to that point so um which other ones it's, i don't know marauders, marauders. Is, is the one jake you, you recommended for me to read yeah yeah marauders is is just a lot of um fun um kitty, every... kitty pride's book kitty yeah pride's the only x-men or at least at the start of the series she can't use the gates to get onto this, you know, the, the mutant paradise of Krakoa, um, mm-hmm. which is a great, you know, the, the girl who can phase through everything can't get onto the <laughs> island. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, like, the first issue, she has a broken nose <laughs> like, for, the, for the entirety of the issue. I love how um, much... Re- rereading that first issue, I was just like, why didn't I stick with this? This is so good. <laughs> it's very fun. It's very it's much like um, Kate's just, like, this massive hot mess throughout the entirety of the series. Um and that's a lot Jerry of fun. Jerry Duggan writing this one. Mm-hmm. Jerry Duggan and, and uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the other highlight because it's basically like Kate and then um, Emma Frost are basically your two main characters. Even though there's a fuller team, they're they're who gets focused mm-hmm. on the most. And, uh, and I really like some of Duggan's Frost moments. Uh, he and really like has a, a, a big part of sorry voice for everybody. 
Oh no, I, go I, ahead. But, uh, you, you can uh, build on what I say here, but a big part of what I loved about um, uh, Hickman's uh, Powers and Dawn of X books was uh, him teasing this like, what is it like, almost like Knights of the Round Table, like who's on the the board of X Men, mm-hmm. um, and so you once you once you have Emma Frost and Sebastian Shaw appointed, you want to learn who their is it their queen and bishop roles are, and so yeah, this yeah, yeah. this series is all about who gets appointed, or at least the first few issues are. It's all about who's getting appointed uh, to the to the board, X Men board for their AGM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Um, it's got Lockheed in and Iceman. Pyro, so, my second favorite Pyro. Australian Marvel character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's there's some missteps um, that that people have been pretty vocal about, which I think are, are totally fair uh, about it. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, one of the nice things though is that they're also for the first time in X Men comics, they're taking a lot of queer subtext that has been with the franchise for so long and just making it straight up text like in the latest issue of marauders um i i I won't completely spoil it but a character that has been alluded to finally has like an on-page depiction of their sexuality um and it's not straight and that's that's pretty dope you know especially for something that's just been like hushed tones (laughs) throughout the rest of the history and and iceman's kind of dating uh christian yes (laughs) Not sure if they're actually dating, but I am yeah, kind of dating. I've enjoyed what I've read of this series so far. I'm on like five issues in, and it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad. So I'll, I'll probably read Marauders first, and then catch up on Excalibur. Um, yeah. And then you, I've read the first few issues of New Mutants, but I should have kept with it just on the basis of my favorite cover artist is doing the covers. Um. Uh, you know his name. I definitely say um, um, Mike Del Mundo. That's the one. Yeah. Well, I, I know, you know me. I don't, I don't know the names of any of my favorite things. I say. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neither do I. But I, I the definitely Hickman New Mutants issues are very good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the Ed Brisson ones probably are as well. I just don't like the characters as much, so I don't care as much. <laughs> yeah. where, does, where does this rank for you, Jake? Uh, New Mutants after uh, Brisson takes over is kind of like one of the lower tier ones for me. It might actually... With with X Force might be one of my my lesser favorite ones. Um, one cool thing is that they just announced that uh, Vita and Leia they're taking over the book with Rod Reyes after the oh, Ten of Swords sick. event. So yeah, I'm yeah, super yeah. looking forward to that. Um, that should be have, really dope. I have to say, like like X Men is if you want to read the most women in Marvel, read an X book because I think yeah. it's the only time. Like it, it must be close to fifty fifty parody, but they they certainly like a lot of the main characters are women, and it looks like like they just keep introducing more women. Like you've got Teeny Howard, Leah Williams, now Vita. Uh, 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 sorry, Alea is it? Uh, uh, yeah? Vita Ayala, Ayala strictly sorry. non-binary, but oh my bad. Um, but that's no, right. You know, it, it's that there, there are. A lot more different writers coming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, I'm sure that's, I'm, I'm sure I'm that's what I mean. Is too. like, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think, but I'm not sure if you are. I was just trying to think how many non-white writers they have. I mean, yeah, obviously, there's there's plenty of work that needs that needs doing, but it does feel like yeah. You know, but you know what? I think that's what I'm saying. I think Hickman has using that kind of writers' room mentality has used it to bring on a lot of new people, and they're not new, new, but like new to be writing such high profile books yeah um and giving them a lot of opportunities so good stuff 
Um, Jake, you mentioned X Force uh, being one of your least favorite, and that was actually the first issue of that. Um, Professor X gets shot in the head, and I was just like, I'm not reading X books. I just like, I was like, <laughs> but, but that was before I knew that death doesn't matter in X Men books anymore, which I think is a pretty ballsy and funny thing to do. Mm-hmm. Sorry, ballsy is a gross term, but uh, you know, uh, it, it's a it's a it's a very fun kind of different stance to take. You know, because mm-hmm. death, yeah. death, death has been so important in X books. So many characters die in those books and stay dead, but death just yeah, doesn't now matter. It doesn't now. matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I genuinely thought, okay, you know, like, oh, well, how are they going to pull that that wasn't actually Professor X? But I presume that the next issue was them showing that oh, death doesn't matter in the X books anymore, and this is why. Yeah, they pretty I'm not much. Sure if it was the next one exactly, but it was pretty soon afterwards. Yeah, because yeah. their whole thing um, was like, oh, hey, we need Xavier to transfer the minds into the clones quote-unquote um but they figured out oh gene gray is also a telepath and it was <laughs> right as rain um so is that is that gene's main book because i haven't read anything with her in it yet besides the dawn of powers kind of she's also uh, a key player in those giant size x-men issues which should, mm-hmm. should i read those um i would maybe trade wait and just get like a trade collection because like the artist sure. work yeah. in them are great and it has uh Russell Dodderman does two issues for it, and his oh, art right. is just always beautiful. Um, as far as, like, it's uh, <laughs> it's not exactly, like, plot-heavy. The Magneto issue is kind of so-so, and um, it's not necessarily a, one was the one a I was highlight. Looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Was that good? Uh, yeah, the Phantom X, beautiful mm-hmm. art. Beautiful art. Um, that one's great because it he's, follows he's, up he's on a, a lot of... favorite X character for me. I think because of uh, yeah. Remender's Uncanny X-Force run. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it's a good one. Um, it kind of gets if you know where he's been left. You have to kind of know where he was at the last. You know, like with um, Professor X stealing his body. Yes. Kind of thing. What happened? Where did that happen? Yeah. In I read that. Um, uh, Astonishing X Men with Soul. Astonishing. I, think. I was Charles trying to Souls. think of which Charles Souls one. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. I read that. Um, but I mean, I, 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 but yeah, as long as uh, that's all you need to know before you launch into the Phantom X issue. That's a Grant um, Morrison creator character, isn't it? Yeah, and that's yeah, one thing that's all of Grant Morrison's characters. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that's um, kind of no, neat I mean, about yeah. where's Beak? <laughs> Actually, Beak showed up in New Mutants, <laughs> and that was, and it was like the worst issue ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a great issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's some good Doug's. There's some good Doug Block stuff in the Storm one. Mm, absolutely. Cool. Um, I, I think we've got Hellions, the Jim Zub. Uh, book which is only four issues in is that fun um i'm not there's people who love it but it's not personally doing a lot you for have me to like the team i think like, you have to really want to see maddie Pryor and nanny and <laughs> uh havoc and stuff um the last issue was oh, pretty grueling mm, okay I'll, I'll give it but, a while. Um, be wary <laughs> yeah um i mean the the good news is if you're going to follow ten of swords you'll get to read a, a bit of each issue Oh, I'm reading so, all of this. You know what an idiot yeah. I mean. I, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I've already, I've already reserved. I count on I've, it. I've found, I've found what's still in stock at Kings, and like put them, put them, put all of it aside for me. So, uh, shouts to Kings Comics, where you can find all the comics that we've talked about on the episode. Uh, you can go to their website, kingscomics.com, or go check out their beautiful new store in Sydney. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Um, I'm coming over. Yeah, yeah. Come over, but I feel like we're winning in terms of most livable yeah. countries uh, of, of our <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, there's the deadly spiders to get past, but yes, other than that. Oh, when I say most livable, I mean most likely to live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Once uh, they open up the borders on the U.S. again, and it becomes stops becoming such a hellscape, uh, would love to get out of the country. Um, well, that was a, a phenomenal uh, uh, hour hour forty uh, so far. Who knows how long it will take for us to wrap things up? But uh, I know Rebecca, it's uh, nearing two a.m. your time, and I appreciate you staying it up is. for this. Um, I only I, I felt comfortable asking for you to this time because I'm very used to you being awake uh, at this. Yeah, time. I usually um, <laughs> there's two days a week where I'd be starting work in about an hour, um, so it's not too bad for me, and I'm planning on having it trying to sleep again afterwards but i had a bit of a sleep before so but uh look this was fun i really really enjoyed reading all of these uh these marvel books um and there's so many series that i either gave up on or never gave a chance to uh that came out in the last year that i'm looking forward on catching looking forward to catching up on and that's all thanks to you i appreciate you both uh, giving me the push i needed to restart my addiction <laughs> yeah because we all know I can have multiple addictions at once. That's my super, yeah, that's I mean, my like, you know, look, <laughs> that's my secret. I I'm always addicted. <laughs> I, have a, I have a list of I have a list of manga that I'm going to read from listening to various podcasts. As soon as I find my mojo back for reading, <laughs> the, the pandemic kind of really hit my binge reading. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm reading and writing more than ever you know, just because. Yeah, I think I think people went either one way or the other. Because um, a lot of people I know said they just don't have the concentration anymore, and Fair I'm enough, finding yeah. that. So I'm uh, I'm countering it by reading the biggest novel I've read in a long time. Um, Alan um, Moore's uh, <laughs> how many thousand pages? It's, that one? To, be, to be honest, it's pretty much the same size. It's called XX, and it's by Ryan Hughes. It's, who an, is, it's an X book. You you need to read it before Ten of Swords comes out. He's the the, can you imagine? He's the designer who designed the multiversity map, among other things. Cool. Yes, there is a comics connection. Of course, there is. (laughs) Yes, of course, Um, exactly. But look, I I know that uh, if anyone wants to catch up with either of you, the best place to do that is the, uh, or for me, the best place to do it is the uh, Serious (laughs) Issues Facebook group, where uh, either the two of you, myself, or previous guest Connor. Um, uh, approve, oh, and, and also Siobhan uh, sometimes as well um, will we'll, we'll be the, the ones uh, approving or not approving your posts um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, come and talk to us uh, facebook.com slash groups slash serious issues podcast is where we are uh, way too much but it's a good time over there, a great uh, non-aggressive place to uh, discuss all things comic books but uh, if anyone else wants to find if anyone wants to find you guys elsewhere on the internet or, or, or in real life, where should we look? <laughs> Um, don't, don't come find yeah, me. What, what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> come to Milton Keynes. Mm. Um, I'm on Twitter as Arbitrary Genius, and that's about it. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Krakoan Mimosa. And uh, you can also find me sometimes on the uh, Wine Mums uh, R- R- RS feed. Um, so I've I've been on some of their uh, episodes, and I don't know if Connor mentioned it last up, but I also might be on some th- some other podcast they're doing. So definitely oh, check check them out, and uh, you'll becoming hear me. a podcast maven. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's been fun watching Wine Moms grow and grow. Because um, Rebecca, you've done multiple episodes. Uh, I have. Yeah, well. I go and tell them what to watch on TV, basically. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, uh, of course, you can find Serious Issues yeah, at facebook.com slash group slash Serious Issues Podcast. And uh, if you want to support this show, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. I believe Siobhan is coming back for an episode next week because I picked up a bunch of non-X books, but I'm sure she has a lot to weigh in on all things X too. So uh, stay yes. tuned. We'll be up. And I, I think Connor is going to join me. Well, I haven't even told them yet, but uh, Connor, <laughs> I, I need someone to discuss the multiple manga that I read every single night you of my do. life now. And it may as well be Connor. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, serious issues. We'll try. I'm trying to uh, record at least two to three episodes a month. Um, but as you can imagine, I'm, I'm juggling a lot of things for other podcasts and, uh, and and multiple books, and I'm DJing again now too. It's 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 a bizarre <laughs> for for not much money, but at least I'm DJing again. Uh, yeah, it's very it's strange. Like, I I I I put up a photo of. We could have, we have relatively low cases in Sydney at the moment. Um, like it was we have we had one new case yesterday. Um, <sighs> Jealous. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't have to, I don't have to rub it in, sorry. Uh, uh, but, Please do. But, like, I'll put up a photo of me, you know, DJing at a bar or a restaurant. Um, and, and the amount of people from overseas that are like, is this an old photo? What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, no, it's, this is kind of normality is returning. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's it's, it's mm. a strange time, um, but mm. I hope everyone listening is 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 safe and uh, reading lots of comics. Uh, Jake and Rebecca, thanks so much for joining me. And uh, thanks for having, thanks for let's having me. Let's do it again after. Is it called X of Swords? It's called Ten of Swords. Ten of Swords. We all call it. I call it X of Swords, but I've just been trying to be good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ten of Swords. It is. We'll re- reconvene. Yeah. Maybe Connor and maybe we could do a five five person podcast. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Let's have Siobhan our own quiet well. council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you could pick a season <laughs> Who is, what's the fifth season uh quarantine oh perfect <laughs> okay. it is it's doug it's doug and Krakoa. i actually had an answer oh my god <laughs> uh, thank you so much and uh we'll see you next time adios all right bye take care bye Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit 
yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.